Episode 28, Hobby Hangover, the National 2023 Recap. Welcome to the 28th episode of The Car Diary by Javi S. Thompson. I am your host, Danny Cards, and thank you for tuning in. To paraphrase Jay-Z, you could be listening to any podcast in the world right now, but you're here with me. And for that, I appreciate you so very much. I call this episode The Hobby Hangover because earlier today I took the last scene of the first hangover uh, for a post on Instagram. Spoiler alert on a movie that's decades old by now. Um, but they look into the camera and Florida's song, you know, you spin me right around around. It's playing in the background. So um, I posted that, well, maybe not earlier today, I think maybe last night. But I am recording this three days post-national. Um, you know, it's it's a Wednesday, August 2nd in the evening. And uh, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, I still haven't gotten my voice back. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm sick. It's just... Um, I, I've really destroyed and melted my vocal cords, uh, I think, last week. But, you know, I'm glad I waited. I'm, I'm glad I waited a little bit more to gain some perspective of what happened. Um, you know, I, I wrote some notes down and talking points earlier in the in this week, like, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. And I realized that it almost had me doing like a hour by hour, day by day recap. And honestly, I just didn't think anyone was going to listen to that. I mean, I don't even know. I want to listen to that. Um, I would just kind of scroll through my camera roll and just look at the pictures and enjoy them and just, you know, see how, how uh, quickly or how much fun I had, because that's a quick way, right? It's like uh, pictures worth a thousand words. And so to explain it all, you know, there's people who are doing long recaps, and I think that's great. Um, follow them for that content. Um, I'm going to try and keep this 20 minutes. I have no clue. You know, um, I have my notes. I just don't know where my mind's going to take me. But, uh, yeah, there's there's going to be actually zero talk about the actual cards themselves. And I think that's where I want to start because I guess there's some criticism out there about my podcast, which... I'm just going to briefly address because I think it is partially valid. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, my, my podcast, I said it really early on. It's not going to be up at the actual cards. You know, I mean, it, it is because if you look hard enough and you look past the surface level, it's about the hobby. It's about the cards. But for me, it's about the stories about the cards, the people around the cards, the various aspects of the hobby and shining a light on them because, you know, if, it's not about, you know, cards being hot and cold and up and down. And yeah, like even what I collected and found, like I want to share it on my Instagram, but it's not something ultimately, I don't know if that's really evergreen. Um, and that's what I'm going for. That's just my goal for my podcast. You know, that's my content. And if it's not for you, um, you know, the soup may be too cold, the soup may be too hot. It's okay. There's so much good content out there. Um, but if you want to hear me and you want to hear about, you know, just stories uh, and not, you know, up, down, you know, or I guess immediately my mind goes to up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA, select, start for Contra. But there are, there are tons of podcasts out there to listen to that. And so I want to focus on the people and the stories. So um, I will briefly say, though, um, the first day, my sneak peek Wednesday, 
when I, uh, I guess, snuck into the sneak peek, I did pick up some really nice 90s basketball refractors. And, you know, I felt whole. I felt complete. Uh, There's so much I could have bought. But even, you know, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, let me let me have fun. Right. I just I just went where the wind took me. Um, could I have chased some Jambalayas and EX credentials? Um, I know my major want list card that the Jeremy Lin on card auto wasn't there, but it's not like there were like a, a lot of pre Panini cards. Let's be honest. There was vintage. There was some modern, uh, you know, like in the nineties, but it was heavily, at least what I saw just dominated by ultra modern and especially ultra modern football. And I'm sorry, like nothing against the people who like to collect the stuff, but when it comes to those, flawless and nt rpas you know i just don't see a lot of character i don't see a lot of stories behind those commodity cards and there's nothing wrong with wanting buying trading selling commodity cards but i mean to me they're pretty sterile they're corporate they're vacuous um you got a picture of a player you got a white background got some little gold uh surrounding you know whatever you want to call it uh, around the the patch which who knows if it's game one or not um, I guess for the higher end product, you have the, the on-card auto, but that's kind of it. The back, there's nothing interesting in the back. So for me, um, I just wanted to focus on having a good time. That was my main goal. I told myself, even if I didn't buy a single card, which I did buy uh, several, um, that I would so long as I had fun and uh, I got to meet people, that it would be a success. And it was uh, a great success. Um, I also spent part of my budget on grading with two companies, which I will save um, discussion about for my later chapter episode on grading that I plan to do. And I also spent money um, buying products from small hobby businesses. Uh, I will say I successfully avoided all the lines for silver packs and black boxes um instead i walked around spent time helping other creators shoot their content i helped vendors set up helped vendors close down for the night even helped sell some cards uh, for dan the great curator um had some amazing dinners cigars with uh cage uh and i met so many of you so so many of you and yet and yet it was not enough and it was not everyone I wanted to finally meet in person, but it's just one, one national. I'm just one person. You're just one person. So I'm not going to beat myself up too much over that. And I hope you don't as well. Um, yeah, it was overwhelming. <laughs> it was like trying to drink water through a fire hose while being parched. Uh, sometimes, you know, there were times when things got difficult also, or not as planned, but, you know, there's that saying, turn lemons into lemonade. So I just wanted to go through some examples of that. You know, when I got to my Airbnb, which, you know, shout out to the Rated Rabbi and also Adam and Barb and Chris for arranging that and being great Airbnb mates. Um, you know, I saw that I would sleep in a bunk bed and I could have gotten upset or I could have negotiated or, um, you know, tried to say why I needed a better bed for my back, which was, which thankfully held up the entire time, which I am so surprised about that the worst I had was like a blister on my foot or like a bunion. Um, the fact that my body didn't break down, that my back didn't hurt, that my, that my knees held up and like, I didn't have like major headaches or like just, 
you know, I didn't pass out from a heat stroke <laughs> from that heat uh, just emanating from people's bodies in a small crowded area. I know the AC was not optimal. I know it was bad. And I'm not trying to stick up for the national, you know, board of directors and the staff, but well, you know, staff, I mean, all they can do is do their best. Um, and they're not in charge of anything. Um, but yeah, for me, I was just like, thank goodness. Thank goodness that I, my body held up. So I didn't negotiate for a bunk bed. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sleep like I'm a kid again. <laughs> so I took pictures and I make content out of that. You know, uh, another example, I was given reassurances that I would have a badge ready for me at the Sutter National. So I didn't buy a ticket. I didn't buy general admission. I didn't buy VIP. Um, I think they sold out of those anyway. But uh, I didn't have a badge or credentials for the first two days. So I don't know what the statute of limitations are, but I kind of sort of snuck in. Um, and I make, I make content out of that. Um, and uh, I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> kept joking about how I was like, a, you know, illegally getting through. Uh, but, you know, the, the badges were there. They just I couldn't find the people who had them. But eventually they were like, all right, here you go. Here they are. So um, if I did get in major trouble, I, I know I had that to um, to uh, hang my head on or <laughs> as a defense. Um, I wasn't invited to fancy dinners. Not that that's like a pre wreck pre wreck prerequisite but after having talked to jesse and mike of the sports cards nonsense shout out to them really great folks and i mean it's not like i need to if you're listening to this you definitely are listening to them but um you know they said they weren't going to the beckett uh, exclusive dinner and they told me that i could go in their place and just pretend to be one of them so i made content out of that um <laughs> but uh, i will say it was funny though when they both not just one of them, but both of them rolled into the party later that evening. And I was like, awkward. <laughs> um, but by then, I definitely ate my weight in Beckett grading fees to last a lifetime, uh, including 40 or, 40 or so shrimp cocktails. And so I was good. I felt good. And like, you know, I said, with my physical well-being, like almost the entire time, I felt great. I felt like I was on cloud nine. I felt like a kid in a candy shop. You know, all the things people say about having a great time. Um, but, you know, every step along the way, there's just something I didn't anticipate happening. And, you know, I just went with the wind. I just made the best out of it. And I felt like I had the mental flexibility to allow myself to be okay with these, you know, suboptimal circumstances. Um. Gotta catch my breath. Uh, let me say one more thing and then I'll kind of like to take my first break. Uh, here we go. Um, it's about parasocial relationships. You know, I, I mentioned this on, an, on a recent past episode. And just to kind of share it again for folks, you know, the, the idea is that you think you know someone based on their content or their social media presence. But let's be honest, until we meet or... I mean, not even one time until we meet multiple times over a period of time and we really get to know each other. We don't really know each other, right? I mean, me to you and you to me, vice versa. I mean, there are people we d I DM with and I've, I've had uh, Instagram audio calls and video calls. And for those people, yeah, I feel like maybe I get a better sense of them. But if you just consume someone's content, um, do you really know them, right? If there's no like back and forth. Um, so... You know, people, I heard a lot like, oh, you know, they think I'm nice. Um, I think I am. Um, but also this is 
this hobby is escapism. Um, so in a hobby, I think I'm going to be nice. Uh, am I nice all the time? No. Am I nice at work? Uh, not all the time because I'm human. But uh, and that's the you know what I'm trying to explore with this podcast is going long form to to discuss the humanity in all of us. But I like to think that I was nice and and I was helpful wherever I could be because. You know, if there was a way I could make someone's national even better, whether it was a big creator, small creator, you know, not a creator, like, you know, vendor, big or small, I was going to do it because if they wanted to accept my offer to help, um, I was willing, I was glad to give it. And those offers were genuine offers. It wasn't just a, hey, let me know I can help and then just walk away, just hoping that they say, oh, everything's fine. When people accepted my offer, if they needed to go to the restroom, just sit there. I would stand there and hope, pray that no one is going to come up and want to buy cards or, you know, just shoot some content for someone. And, you know, people were like, oh, you know, I'll pay you or I'll can keep staying. And I'm like, I, I don't want your money. Your money's no good with me. I just want to help you out a little bit, but then I got to help someone else out. So I did feel a little bit stretched then. And, um, but, you know, again, going back to parasocial relationships, there's a good side and a bad side. Uh, and again, I've been focusing on all the positive, um, but you know, I, I gotta, I gotta admit, like, I mean, I got trolled and harassed, um, at first I thought it was a joke, but then when, you know, the person and the group of people, they started, they started following me, they started getting into my shots and they were heckling me, yelling at me. Like, I was just like, yeah. Um, and it's cause they thought they knew me. They were like, oh, we're just joking around. We're buddies. And I'm like, Hey buddy, I have no clue who you are. Um, that happened a couple of times actually, or more than a couple. And I, it was kind of uncomfortable. Like it was kind of an uncomfortable place for me to be. And maybe they didn't know that it was uncomfortable. Um, I will admit that I kind of did it too. Not, not in a heckling way, but there are some creators I, I, um, I consume the content and, um, I'll just use one example and he didn't approach it in any bad way, but I remember going up to Ryan Pac-Man and, um, I just like, you know, he has such an easygoing demeanor and, and I just kind of approach him like I knew him. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, he's probably like, oh my gosh, please don't like, you know, please don't murder me. Um, but yeah, I just was like, yeah, I just got to take it easier, but the, you can definitely get swept up in the excitement. But there was no way I was going to harass and troll people, but I felt like that did happen to me because people, again, they were just kind of like being overly aggressive with their approach. And I was like, um, yeah, that's no thanks. Uh, not really, not really liking that. Um, but then I realized, man, I bet the bigger accounts, uh, but especially the, the women, I mean, they must get this to a higher degree. Uh, and so that was not pleasant at all. Okay, I'm right at the 15-minute mark. I'm going to take a little break and be right back. All right, so we're back. Uh, I really feel like I lived the hobby S. Thompson life. Again, just to recap uh, the what I did and the many hats I wore. You know, I sat at tables for people. I sold some cards. You know, that's the vendor hat. Um, but then as when I realized I sold a card for the great creator, that was $125 for 20 bucks, I realized I wasn't really good at that. And I stopped wearing that hat right away. Um, but no, I just felt so bad. Um, and he, and he was so gracious about it. And he was like, it's the one or two cards. He didn't have a sticker on, but shout out to Dan. Thank you so much for, you know, letting me put my stuff at that table. And, you know, Mr. Minty, Hobby Korea, Merlin, uh, were there. Shout out to Donald for helping 
everyone gets set up and made everyone feel comfortable with food and drink. And I mean, it was just so awesome. You know, I was, I was buying beer and um, I mean, yes, it's a kid friendly podcast, but yes, adults have adult beverages. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I bought cards, right? I mean, I loved buying my nineties b-ball uh, refractors, you know, so I wore the hat of a consumer, a walker as they call them. Uh, I helped shoot not just B-roll, but A-roll content for creators. Uh, the videographer hat, again, people being like, oh, I'll pay you. And I'm like, come on, come on, let's not do that. Um, I interviewed hobby industry leaders um, and and companies. And so while I did not wear the podcaster hat, I, I wore the interviewer hat. I was guest, uh, speaking of you know interviews, I was a guest with Troy and David on the David Adams card world, shout out to them. I wore the hat of a podcast guest. Um, and I will just say, I mean, you, if you've listened to my prior episodes, you've heard me uh, get choked up and cry a little. I definitely cried on their podcast. Um, just when I was thinking about my family and how much I miss them and how, even as I record this, they're, they're having a great time in the beach and, you know, I'm not getting off work. So I'm just, you know, plowing through the week, just taking care of, uh, our hobby watchdog and also uh, a, a cat for a neighbor. So I have two pets right now that are keeping me company. But uh, yeah, I I cried. Um, just maybe something I'll talk about at a later time. But you know, I'm not ashamed about it. I I know what happened. It's um I was just at a um a really tough moment, which I guess I'll share right now is I was producing so much content, right? So that's the content creator's hat. I was just pumping it out so that people who couldn't make it could get the national experience. But it was also really for me. So I could upload it, delete it from my phone, watch it later, see how much fun I had. You know, so I wore that hat. But by Saturday morning, I realized I was running on fumes and I was giving and giving and giving and I and I wasn't taking care of myself, the self-care. And again, I was, I felt like I was trolled and harassed. And so I kind of, uh, you know, went into sunglasses mode. I had my prescription sunglasses and I just really took it easy on Saturday, but that's also when I cried on the podcast, uh, for Dave and Adams. But upon the advice of my rated rabbi, I took a social media Sabbath. I tried not posting so much, uh, that day and I shot some content for later. Um, but that was the best thing I could do for myself, just that self-care. Um, and, and I loved just kind of like recentering by even just starting that day, no camera out, just walking around. Cause even though I shot so much footage or content, there's so many times I didn't, right? I mean, people give me like, oh my gosh, you did so much. It's like, yeah, you, it looks like it, but I also chilled, maybe not as much as I wanted to. But walking around with the good rabbi and looking at cards of him, you know, cards that I don't even collect, like, you know, vintage baseball and just talking about the hobby with him. It was just so good for my soul. Um, what else? I um, I guess I wore the hat of like, I don't know what to call it because I'm still a consumer, but like a, a patron of the arts or something like that. Because I commissioned a piece of card art from Tommy the Card Carver, uh, his son. Um, I commissioned him to make a card for my son uh, because he likes Larry Bird and Jason Tatum and it was his first commission and to see the smile on his face um, it was just so cool um, and like Tommy the Car Carver shout out to him uh, oh my gosh I'm going to miss so many people to shout out and if I do I apologize I'm just kind of going through I'm just trying to do the best I could alright so no one take offense please um, I wore the friend hat 
again, um, I met some really awesome big time content creators and, you know, uh, celebrities in the hobby. But one of my favorite moments of my time at national wasn't on the show floor. It wasn't with someone who was a big creator, um, no one big on social media, but it was a fellow breaker in the, this breaking team that I'm a part of, um, with nine, four, one shout out to them. And he's 20 years old. And his name is Joey, and he has a very modest collection, but he told me the story for each card, why it has a connection, you know, to when he played when he played sports against one of these athletes, you know, to when he had um, you know, these connections uh to these cards, like, you know, with his dad, uh, with the time he first started breaking, and and I saw the humanity in him, right? I mean, I had just met the the kid. Um, or the guy, but it's not just a guy yelling, let's go. You know, we were, we were like literally laying on the floor of the living room of the Airbnb, his Airbnb. And, you know, we're, our stomachs are on the floor. We're propped up by our elbows and we're looking at his cards. It was like, we were kids again, kind of like the bunk bed thing. We were kids. And his friend took a candid picture of us. It wasn't planned. She just snapped it when we weren't looking and that moment, like, I still get a little bit of chills down my spine. Um, I love it so much. You know, I hope our paths cross in the future and we talk more shop and cards. But, like, it was such a genuine, organic moment. And it just happened to be captured for me to share out on Instagram. But there's so many things I didn't make content of or take pictures of. It just happens that I took a lot of pictures and made a lot of videos. It's just, I love doing it. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. I just find such a creative kick out of doing all of that. So, you know, this whole thing is like, I'm sorry for doing the whole like, I, I, I stuff. Like I wore this hat, I wore that hat, but it's not just about me. And I'm not trying to self aggrandize myself and chase, you know, clout chase. But I will say one thing, if you don't pump yourself up, who is right, you have to be your biggest cheerleader. But aside from that, um, really why I say all of this and the whole premise of this podcast is to share with you the different things that I do to maybe help inspire you to try these things out, to not just go to a card show to buy, trade and sell, or to just post cards on your Instagram page over and over and over again, thinking, why don't people like my cards, but to, to actually not be inward focused, but outward and to help other people to maybe inspire you to, you know, set up at a show or to make custom card art, which I'm going to get to in a future episode, but to just put yourself out there, you know, go out of your comfort zone, you know, comfortably, but, um, and, and I can talk about that, that, um, this concept called proximal learning that I learned from, from one of my good friends outside of the hobby, but, um, you know, look that up if you want, but I want you to like, just grow, right? I, I mean, I don't know you. I mean, there's some of you who are listening who I do um, because, you know, thank you so much for letting me know you listen, you know, um, guten talk to my German uh, listeners. But, um, you know, let loose, have fun, you know, because unless you're an industry insider, which, by the way, I heard from some people who had to work the national, you know, and say like um, corporate booths. But for those people, you know, it was like hell week. <laughs> so just think about that, right? Like here we all having a blast and, you know, we're, we're looking at all these cards and these employees are all working and they're dealing with the public. Sometimes the public is not happy and they're not even the ones in charge or in control. So again, that's like the humanity to keep in mind. Um, 
you know, I, I had this uh, discussion with a whatnot representative, um, you know, or a person on the floor, and we just we had a civil good discussion. But I was mentioning uh, all the reasons why I thought, you know, um, why I was not because she, you know, the person was like, why aren't you selling and buying on whatnot? Because I told them I deleted the app and I had to re uh, um, download it to enter their drops if I wanted to. But, you know, I, I had a really civil discussion, but um, at a certain point, I'm like, wait a minute, this person is just saying talking points. They're just doing word salad. They just want to eat the minutes and just get out of there and, you know, just do their job. So I wasn't pushing and probing and making it harder. We had a good conversation, but, you know, in the end it was, thank you for your feedback. You know, we'll, we'll, we're trying to implement processes and we'll get back, you know, we don't divulge, you know, the, you know, every investigation is confidential. And I was like, all right, thank you. Like this, you know, I'm not, no one's trying to change anyone's mind. It's just, she's playing her role and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's almost like kayfabe in, in wrestling or something, or I don't even know if that's the right term, but you know, that's humanity to keep in mind. So going back to that humanity, um, an industry insider, unless you are one, or unless you're someone who makes a full time living off of the hobby, then it's just that it's a hobby. So why not have some fun in the hobby? You know, instead of taking it so serious, you know, Batman, why so serious? Um, because some of these, some of these folks, like really, they're, they're almost like small businessmen. And, you know, I, there's no way a teenager is like full-time in the hobby, owns his own shop. Right. But like, I mean, I guess there are some who, who through the backing of their parents or whatever it is, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna make it really young. But, um, you know, these teenagers out there with their Zion carrying cases, they look like, they look like little boss babies going into the office with briefcases. It's like, I, I didn't take a shot. I wish I did, but there was like a line because it was a sidewalk. And it was almost like, uh, and not like Abby's Road with like, you know, the four Beatles walking across, but it was just like a line. Uh, what's a good example? I think it's like Zootopia. Yes. I don't even have that in my notes. Zootopia, like these little, um, what were they, like gerbils or mice, you know, to go buy the popsicles. Um, not a spoiler alert, by the way, uh, early on in the movie, you can watch it with your kids or yourself, who knows? Um, but they were all like, just like little businessmen, like in a row and all had these little briefcases of their Zion with their um, cards that are so much more expensive than my collection, I'm sure. But they're just walking around like, and I just thought, oh my goodness, it looks like they're going into the office, but look, if they're having fun too, like who am I to say anything? Right. I mean, so so maybe that's a good place for me to pause because um, I almost want to find that clip and, and watch it again. But let me take one more break. I don't know, maybe two. All right. So since I've done one 15 minute segment and one about 10 minute segment, um, I'm already over. But I knew that. Right. I mean, that's just what I do on this podcast. Uh, let's just do one more segment. We'll see. Uh, one thing that I did not do out of all the hats, um, I was offered the opportunity to, um, work some time and shifts and break in the breakers pavilion, which I mean, before I get to that, let me just say, wow, it's like almost like four different shows. Like you got the, the, the corporate booths, uh, then you have the breakers pavilion, you had the ultra modern dealers with their ultra modern showcases. Then you had like almost the flea market vintage, not just vintage, because there were some nice showcases, some nice vintage, but almost like a, 
you know, cards and collectibles, right? Like you, you had the banners, you had the pins. I really wish I found someone who was selling uncut sheets because I would have loved to have brought one of them because I have uh, the last time I was at the National in 2012. I'm staring at it right now. But um, there was, you know, some uncut sheets from the 90s that I really like. Uh, and you can buy top loaders for them, guys, just so you don't have to frame it. You can actually put it in a huge ultra modern top loader. And um, you can take some 3M strips, Velcro strips, and like put them on your wall. Definitely put rubbing alcohol on it first. But once you put them on, you can, uh, you know, uh, what is it? un -adise? I don't know. You, you can kind of like not rip them off the wall, but you can take them off the wall gently and you can look the, look at the back of the cards. I mean, I think that's just so awesome. Sorry, I got to stop staring at these cards. Uh, all right, focus, focus. Um, where am I even in my notes here? Uh, yeah, so I could have been a breaker in the Breakers Pavilion just for like a few hours. Um, and I, and I should have, right, because I'm part of the breaking team. But I didn't even want to stream for an hour because there's just so much fun walking around, floating around. Uh, like almost like I'm on cloud nine, you know, like literal and figuratively um, doing other things. It was just so much fun. And, um, you know, I think I let the team down a little bit, but they were uh, very understanding uh, and we made up and we had a great dinner and a great time together. But I think I was engaging in self-sabotage behavior, if, if I'm being honest with myself, because I'm just not sure if I'm a good breaker. Again, you do the Hunter S. Thompson, Javier S. Thompson stuff, and you're trying to figure out what do you like, what do you don't like? And I don't know if I like being a breaker. I'm glad I tried it, and I, I, I'm i going to do it a little bit longer because uh, not that I'm contractually obligated to or I must or anyone's saying if you don't, we're going to like, you know, uh, Tanya Harding you or anything like that. Um, you know, like, why? Why? Um, some other younger folks aren't going to get that. It's okay. Um, but I just feel like I'm just not – I could do it. I just – I'm just – what I like doing right now, really, more than the transactional side of things, is, you know, of course, I love collecting. That's number one. Um, but podcasting, I love this. I absolutely love this. So wearing the podcaster hat, I'm trying to do more custom card art to see if that's a, you know, a fun way, not to try to make money off it, but just to see if I like it more, because I do think it's really interesting. It's really like almost like soothing. It's almost like crocheting or knitting for people which i guess i don't do so i'm just projecting but people who just work with their hands more i think that's just really cool um let me write a night note down there crocheting i'm gonna look into that actually will that will that help me um with uh card art you know i'm just thinking about like fine manipulation um of your, of your fingers okay i'm done Speaking about money, um, transactional side, you know, uh, speaking about being affiliated with companies like with, you know, like I said, with 941, like for me, it's it's not about the money. I'm doing it for like break credit or like credit for sealed wax. Um, but sponsorships, okay, like so I had a great time in the national. I think that I was exuding a lot of positive energy and I don't think toxically positive negative negative energy, which is something we could talk about more. And I think I may have mentioned in the past, but you know, people are like, I would love to collaborate with you. I would like for you to be an ambassador. I would love for, you know, to sponsor you. And it's like, thank you. Um, it's really flattering. Um, and I'll, I'll listen, but I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the fun and I'm doing it for the experiences. And so, you know, I think though, it's easy for me to say, oh, I'm not going to do any of that because it's, I think it's easy for any of us to say that. But I think it also would be myopic for me to, to turn down any amount of money. 
um, and say, oh, there's no way I would sell out because, you know, when you have a real offer in hand staring you right in front of your face, I think that's a totally diff different story because much as we like to think of ourselves in the ideal, uh, you know, in theory, when reality hits and you are the one with that offer in your, staring you right in front of your face, then you're the man or you're the woman in the arena. So, you know, again, I, I don't think that I'm going to be going that route, but if I do, I want to take you there. I want to bring you along for the ride. I want to, you know, so long as there are no NDAs to sign and that I'm allowed to freely discuss it, I want to show you the behind the scenes, the BTS of it, what it looks like for ha to have like companies court me or want to collab with me, sponsor me, want to be their ambassador. So, um, you know, like the million dollar man says, you know, I won't do the voice right now because my voice is kind of, you know, it's shot, but everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. Um, I don't know where my podcast goes exactly from this point forward. I mean, I know from a content creation standpoint, but just from, a, again, sponsoring or monetizing, like all this stuff. And we are like almost at the thousand mark by the time I think this will air. But there are a myriad of options laid out before me, which is a good problem to have, right? It's not a bad problem. It's like, I'll see what I can do. Um, I know some people were like, don't even look for sponsorships. Don't even think about that. And it's like, yeah, but I'm going to be a totally different person. I think a year from now at the next national and who, you know, where, when am I going to meet these folks? So I, I didn't meet folks to get sponsorships or money. It was just in not meeting enough people and other people being like, Hey, I think you're going to want to, you know, I, I had some really nice people. Uh, and I won't say their names just because there were confidential conversations, but, you know, people were pumping me up to be like, hey, work with him. Go work with Denny. He's a really good dude. And I'm like, man, that that's really nice of you. But, you know, I'm not looking for that. But they're like, just just get your options, you know, get your ducks in a row and just see where it takes you. So I was like, man, that's really nice of you. Um you know, redacted name person <laughs> and people. I mean, there are multiple people who are saying that stuff. And, you know, there are these other creators out there who have their affiliations and they're, you know, they're sponsored by this and that. And, I, you know, I was just learning from them. I was asking them questions. You know, some of them were like, I can't talk about it because of my N NDA, non-disclosure agreement. But for me, I was just like, all right, it's cool. I mean, I'm not looking for that. I'm just curious because, you know, at the very least, I kind of want to share that information with all of you. So, you know, the, the, the amounts people were talking about, um, anywhere between 50 to $150 per post. Again, not saying what company, what creator, uh, some people get the monthly, uh, fee, fl you know, flat posts. Um, I mean, no one's getting equity in, or stake in any of these companies. Um, as far as I know, some of them are really short term. They're like, do it for a month, do it for two months, do it for, you know, uh, some of them are longer, like maybe like three months, but, these aren't like uh, people aren't just for just being an influence creator. We do have to remember this hobby is so small. Like we're not, what is that kid with like that huge YouTube presence, like Ryan's toys or something like that. Like the, the hobby for cards, uh, the sports cards and non-sports cards communities, arguably I think it's smaller than Pokemon, um, you know, from a, from a content creation influencer monetary standpoint, like we think that some of these folks are huge and yet, you look at the likes on their posts and I mean, I'm like, okay, 500 is a lot, believe me. And in the hobby, it's a lot, but I mean, you see these viral posts um, or from celebrities or from companies and we're talking thousands, tens of thousands, you know, of likes and po and comments and engagement. So, 
that's not, I don't, I don't know if that's the end goal for a lot of people, but for me, the end goal, people have been asking me that I don't have one. I'm having fun, having too much fun. Uh, Maybe that is too short-sighted and I I should have a better long-term view. But for me, I'm just, I'm just speaking from the heart. It's, I'm, I'm just having so much fun. National was like so much fun and I didn't focus on, um, I have to do this or I have to do that. It was more like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Like I said, like, you know, I had a plan of what cards or maybe what people I wanted to meet, but you know, there's that saying, I think it's Mike Tyson, but it's, you know, everyone has a plan until they get in the ring and they get punched in the face. So man, I national punched me in the face and I let it roll. You know, I didn't get upset. I didn't force anything. I just went where people, uh, nice people took me and opened up doors for me. I feel like if you're nice, people are willing to open up doors for you. And so I just kept meeting people. You know, I mean, I didn't meet Michael Rubin. I didn't meet Derek Jeter. It's fine. I mean, you know, if that happens, it happens. But I'm so glad I met the people I met. Uh, There's a lot of smaller, um, you know, creator types or Instagram accounts. I really wanted to meet all of you. But again, I'm just one person. And, um, you know, just like any good trip, and maybe this is the way I'm going to end it, is um, you always have to leave something uh, for next time. And we know that we are going to Chicago next time. Uh, we, know, we know next year in 2024, it's going to be in Cleveland. Who knows where this podcast is going to be? Who knows if I'm going to even do it? It's a limited podcast series. Maybe I end it. Maybe it's done. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's done by the end of this calendar year, right? I mean, I have chapters in mind. Um, we're only at chapter three, which is crazy, but I only started this podcast two months ago. Um, I have about 10 or 12, um, genres or chapter episodes, uh, in mind, but after national and having so many people who would love to be on the podcast, or, you know, I ask nicely if they can be on the podcast and they say yes to me, it's like, awesome, (laughs) let's do it. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, so you know, it's not about the money. It's about the experiences. And that's the Javier S. Thompson uh, business model. <laughs> you know, the Javier S. Thompson model. Um, that's not about business. Um, it's just, you know, go where the wind takes you. So uh, to close, I want to say I, I have an idea of where I want to take this podcast. Um, things could change. But right now, the next chapter episode I plan to do after this national recap. Uh, so I guess that'll be episode 29 or 30. I don't know. But uh, it's going to be a, I I want it to be about grading and then I want it to be about custom card art and then cleaning cards. But uh, for that latter one, I I still, I'm still learning that people are conflicted on that last one. And, uh, you know, I'm still trying to figure things out because I don't want to put anything out there that's, you know, um, not false, but like just, I want to make sure that I learn more about it before I share. Um, But grading, um, not everyone does it. A lot of us do. Some of us like our cards just in the, you know, raw form and one touches or top loaders. So I want to share my hobby journey with grading and, you know, see if you can glean something from it. And then more importantly is having uh, industry experts. Um, I have, I mean, fingers crossed, but I think I can get a creator from a company to come on to talk about how it is to be a grader in a grading company. I've got feelers out there. Um, I have, uh, you know, I, 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 this is the teaser. This is the cliffhanger. 
Uh, let's see if it happens. But even if it's not an actual grader from an actual company, there are people who run the social media accounts and and are people who are maybe more the, the PR person for the grading companies who are willing to maybe talk. And then I have someone who um, may or may not help uh, collate information about a bunch of these um, uh, grading companies. And again, this is all in the air right now and we're still in talks, but I am so excited. I cannot tell you, well, I'm telling you right now how excited I am about my future guests. Like, I think, I think it's just going to be so awesome. And I think you guys are going to learn a lot um, that I think maybe you're not, you know, again, other creators, great. I, I, I consume it a lot too. But my hope is to give you content that you're not getting from other places. And if it is redundant, it's all okay. I'll give you your money back. So, all right, that's it. Episode 28 in the books. No outro because I've just been talking for like, you know, 30 minutes uh, or plus. I have to add it up at the end. But you all take care of yourself. Um, man, what's that? What's that goodbye in Australian? I don't have my, I don't have it in my notes. Um, but Huru? Yeah, I think it's Huru. But yeah, y'all take care of yourself. Huru!